wanna see. Welcome to Mental Dam, a barrier method for consuming entertainment in 2017. My name is Krista Jarzinski. And I'm Helen Sharma. This week we'll be talking about shout outs, things we missed, and of course our spotlight of the week, which this week is the show Chewing Gum on Netflix. Chewing Gum! Which, okay, I still don't know why it's called that. Have you figured out why it's called that? Yes, I read an interview oh with Michaela Cole, who is the creator. Thank God for you and the background research that you do, because I always forget. Yes, and I don't remember why she calls it Chewing Gum. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it started as a one-woman play. Ah. And it was, she played all the different characters who lived in her, what do they call it? The Tower Hamlet. Yeah. Um, it has a word that is like the um, British word for public housing that I can't remember. But uh, she played all the different characters and it was like pieces of chewing gum or something like that was the explanation. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like literally scoured the show the entire time trying to come up with like a reference one time other than that like in one scene in particular when they're talking about threesomes she uh, like the piece of gum that she's chewing falls out of her mouth and it's some good physical humor but other than that mm. i don't yeah. know yeah so shall we shall we um before we do the yikes um you're doing great i'm doing so good so before we get into what what's the fuck um shout out the uh, <laughs> shout outs you you're me? right you were saying shout outs <laughs> Before we get into the spotlight, ah, should we yes. do the shout outs so we don't get sidetracked as we already have done? Yes, yes, let's. Fantastic. What's your shout out today, my love? My shout out today is to my friend Kelsey Moses. Kelsey um, Moses. Yeah, I don't know if she listens to this, but um, in all of our performing lives, we have overlap. We do all of our performing things together. Um, so um, she is also a tour guide at the brewery I work at. Um, she's the one who got me my job. And she does comedy sports with me, and we're in our women's improv group, Goodlanders. And so on a good week, I see Kelsey a bunch of times. Um, Amazing. And especially yesterday, we both had the same tour shift uh, from 11 to 4, and we both did two tours. And then we also both did both, like, the comedy shows, uh, comedy sports shows at night. So yesterday was, like, my fun day with Kelsey Moses. And what a dream. She, yeah, she's just wonderful. She's an excellent improviser and a very funny tour guide, a funny person to be around, and a great friend. Um, and I'm just so happy that so many parts of my life overlap with, with hers. And Comedy Sports doesn't have a, a – they're increasing their number of women. But last night it was just Kelsey and I, um, which I, I would say, like, pretty frequently it's just two, two women um, on a, you know, six-person cast on any given night. And so it's always nice to perform with Kelsey and have her be my other, my other woman to look at if somebody says something like weird and be like, Meh. make a face at Kelsey, secret face. Ideal. Secret face at Kelsey. So to Kelsey Moses, um, the dream girl who I'm so happy is in my life. Cheers. Cheers is right. I'm glad that we had our respective <laughs> glad that, beverages. Yeah, that. that we could take a sip of. Who is your shout out to? Um, I'm going to tell you in a second, but new idea. What if we do a cheers every time we do shout outs from now on, no matter what it is that we have with us? Done and done. Amazing. So lick this my own hand if I have to. <laughs> Me, I won't because sometimes I have a lot of dry skin on my hands. Okay, don't um, do it then. So I'm just going to, but I'll like, you know, think about it. So my shout out this week is to Kay Cannon, who is the most beautiful and perfect comedian, comedy writer, actress who has ever existed. Um, I love her more than life itself. So I... I just don't know who Kay Cannon is. And oh my God. part of my brain was like, Does she? did she misspell Kate McKinnon? <laughs> I did, in fact, misspell it in my mouth. <laughs> so. Oh, sorry. I'm also looking at our outline. <laughs> <laughs> and I see Katie Cannon, and I'm like, just, I knew it was wrong, but in my head for one second, I was like, maybe she means Kate McKinnon. <laughs> Go 
I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know dictation, who Kate And I was voice dictating while I was eating Oreos or some shit. <laughs> and that's how we got from Kate McKinnon to Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, it's fantastic. Tell okay. me who is Kate Cannon. So, Kate Cannon is, uh, she was a writer on 30 Rock for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, she, the first time I ever, like, heard her name, she was referenced in Tina Fey's autobiography bossy pants um Ah. where she like lists the writers from 30 rock for the first season and shouts out all these different really funny people and so kay cannon it turns out is a comedy writer who's written a lot of different shows um and also like had parts in different comedy shows and i keep i keep coming across her and i'm always so struck by how deeply funny she is so she's so natural in the way that she is funny and her character's that, she, that I've seen her play are always different, but have this like dry and like very deeply lovable self-deprecating humor to them that I find, I just, I love it so much. And I think she's one of the funniest and most underrated people in comedy right now. Neat. Good. So great. We've done shout outs. Let's do <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to our spotlight of the week. Yeah. I've got a confession. Oh God. It is with increasing dread that we approach our theme song for me. For you. Yeah. That's fair. I don't like it anymore. Should we nix it? Yeah, or make a new theme song. We could definitely make a new theme song. All right. I'm just going to go off the cuff, and if it's All bad, right. we're going to cut it. I'm going to um, beatbox, so. Okay. There is a spotlight every week. It is some honesty we seek. We will dive deep into one thing and talk about about it. And now that time is here. Bam. There's so much spit in my hand. I made my song a lot longer than you anticipated, huh? You really did, and when my headphones fell out, I didn't know if I should keep going or if like, we were both going to stop. I didn't notice. I was just like in the zone. Yeah, you were you were really in the zone, and I was, I was focused on the increasing humidity between my fingers from my uh-huh. stick. So I was channeling Lin Manuel Miranda right there. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. Um, I felt like his soul was in my soul. I thought I saw his face for a moment, but I wondered if it was an internet blip. But no. It was It him. was real. It was real. <laughs> I just got chills. I just got chills. Goosebumps. <laughs> okay. Spotlight of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Spotlight, spotlight of the, the week. week. Our spotlight um, this week is on the TV show, or the, I guess we can call it a TV show, right? The Netflix I guess. produced show. Yeah. Uh, which you might watch on a TV or a computer. Or a and mobile device, if you yeah, will. Yeah. I've done it is, that. Right. Okay. Sorry. We're talking over each other a lot. Sorry. It's okay. All right. Our spotlight of the week is the Netflix-produced series, Chewing Gum, uh, created and starring Michaela Cole. Created by and starring Michaela Cole. That's true. Cole. She spells it not the way you would expect, though, right? It's like C-O-E-L or something? Yes, and actually, that's not her real last name. See, I do do my research. You really do your research. I Um, was just thinking about how to not grossly put chewing sound effects behind the word chewing gum. Ah, chewing gum. Yes, her name is long. Her last name's very long, and they were like, that's not going to fly in the world of things like uh pop you know like popular television and so yeah. she shortened it to cole but i can't find what the whole name is but it's like a hyphenated long name yeah and that's so, so interesting to me now. because so much of the show is not stuff that i would have expected to fly in pop culture and you know like yeah it's it's interesting to me that that's the thing that got cut but well, we'll get to that eventually a, right i feel like it's um in terms of your name, you're like, oh, I found it. In terms of your name, you're like marketing yourself, and yeah. so it needs to be something short and memorable. Um, her her full name is Michaela Ewuraba Boki Collison. That is long. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um, 
Okay, and so the show takes place in um, these tower hamlets, uh, which is an estate. So I found the word that I was looking for before, which is the word for like public housing, um, subsidized housing in uh, Britain. And she is a young woman, 24, and she has never had sex and was raised in like an evangelical Pentecostal Christian home. Um, for, by an African in, immigrant mom with an older sister. And she is set to marry this guy named Ronald, who is the living worst. Um, and he's also super religious and really, really mean to her. And then she realizes that he sucks and ends their relationship um, and decides she wants to have sex. Yeah, and that's that's basically like the setup that is given to us in the first episode. And then the other five episodes in the series are like her sexual misadventures essentially yeah and actually season two is out now i think or is out this month i think it's this month because i don't think i was just rewatching it the other night to like refresh my memory on some stuff and it was just season one right okay so unless it came out like literally today yeah the only reason i thought it might is because somebody had written a review on it but you know that they get like advanced yeah access when you're a review writer we should get advanced access once we're famous we should get more than 30 plays on any of our episodes and then maybe move towards advanced access well (laughs) well i'm just dreaming big helen don't put don't put uh roadblocks up on my three weeks as soon as i'm on your car that's fine i won't um my my mistake i didn't realize that i was not in fact the traffic police um in the three weeks when police. I'm done with that's true that's that's <laughs> me <laughs> when I'm done with this college freaking yeah when I'm done with college in three weeks oh god help me um I will have a lot more time on my hands and one of my like big goals for after that is to like spend some actual time investigating how to do publicity for this so Woo-hoo. we'll figure it out at some yeah. point let's do a live show a live <laughs> recording Will it be, like, where, where do you want to do a live show? I don't know. In Milwaukee? That sounds great. I'd like to People come People will be like, I've never heard of this podcast, but we're going to go anyway. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'd be fun. Um, okay, so back to chewing gum. Back so I did do some gum. research. I was reading some reviews because I had, I really liked the show. It's very funny and weird. So weird. And, um like breaks a lot of barriers I feel like and it it gave me mixed feelings because I guess you're not used to seeing those kinds of open conversations about things and so I did end up feeling like a little uncomfortable at times too and there were just some like plot points that made me go like um but I was doing some research and reading about reviews online and there was this one interview with her that is a really good read and it is on the guardian um by Simone Hattonstone And she talks about, like, the creation of the show and stuff. So, Michaela Cole grew up um, in an estate. And so then she went to college and didn't really, it didn't really, like, mix well with her. And she ended up dropping out. And then she found Jesus when she was, like, 18 years old and became a super, like, evangelical Christian. And her her mom wasn't. So that part's, like, reversed in the TV show. Okay. And she started, like, losing old friends and Mm. um, really trying to get people to, like, listen to her thoughts about Jesus and God and being saved. So after she became a Christian, she started being more creative and feeling like she had a lot more creativity to share. So then she started doing performance poetry. And she had a, like, show that she did poems with. And it was called I'm Sorry, I'm a Christian. And um, she was discovered or like met spotted by this playwright and director Che Walker who invited her to a master class that he did um for free and she realized how much she loved acting and drama school so she went to drama school and she met more different people and gay people and that's what she said specifically I became best friends with gay people and I was like oh I don't feel compelled to tell you that you need Jesus because I don't think you do so she stopped being as religious but found this like through her religion that's how she found that she wanted to be a creative person and make art and and uh 
you know, theater and things like that. So she made a one-woman show called In Chewing Gum Dreams, where she played 14-year-old Tracy um, and all the other characters in the estate, and the title referred to the aspirations left splattered like discarded gum. Wow. She's deep. Yeah. That's deeply metaphorical. I watched some interviews with her, too. Yeah. She's like, she's great. She's really so thoughtful and unapologetically herself in a way that's very refreshing. I mean, I think a lot of that comes through in the show, too. Like For sure, yeah. There is so much about this show that just, like, is startling, I think. And, and like, I think that's part of what drew me to it initially when I started watching it was that I just could not tear my eyes away from the screen. It was just so, like, startling. Everything that she did was unexpected and hilarious and still seemed to fit into this narrative of who she was. Yeah. Well, I the thing that stood out to me most is that, like, nothing was off limits. Yeah. Like, they talked about sexuality in a very open way. They talked about, like, periods and, like, um, like people who have bad habits in, like, the way they live around the house and, like, masturbation and everything was just, like, completely shit and puke. I don't know if there's any puke. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was definitely puke. I take There was back. for sure puke. Like, everything to do with yeah. the body was just, like, not off limits. Totally yeah. open. Which and not I, in a judgmental way at all. Nothing no. was ever negatively judged. Right. It just, like, so much of the vibe of the show is, like, her, Tracy just kind of inviting you into her life, as zany as it is, and being like, can you fucking believe this? Which yeah. is so much fun. I also, like, <clears throat> so part of that about it being so body focused and so sex focused I really liked because this is actually the first spotlight I think that we've done um where the creator or writer or star or whatever is a black woman mm-hmm. and so a lot of what I was thinking about during this is the way that in pop culture definitely in the U.S. probably in the U.K. too to an extent but I just don't know as much about pop culture there mm-hmm. um but so much of pop culture focuses on objectifying and sexualizing black women and women of color, mm-hmm. specifically in a way that removes their agency. So, like, they're seen as sexual objects rather than sexual beings. Yeah. And so much of this show is Tracy exploring her sexual agency and making, like, a ton of mistakes yeah. <laughs> on in, in that way, like, really fucking up a lot. But all of it kind of on her own terms for the most part for sure. which yeah. um is such a refreshing take because it 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 takes her outside of this virgin whore dichotomy right that we're given that all women are given to a certain extent right that you're either like for consumption or you are deliberately not and i think it's really cool that her agency really really sticks out the entire time and her being able to like advocate for herself and for what she wants no matter what is like the primary focus of her like sexual journey yeah her um what you were saying about the virgin whore dichotomy it's the either piece of her identity is never valued in a very it it doesn't have a lot of value statements placed on it whereas like right in jane the virgin which which i feel like also handles virginity and sexuality in a very thoughtful way without a lot of judgment jane still has which we're both big fans of jane still has like she has a respect for her virginity um for for complex and thoughtful reasons as opposed to just like well i'm told that if i do this i'm not gonna have value it's more about like how she was raised and just this goal that she had for herself and they right. they're really thoughtful around it but there still is a lot of value placed on um virginity in that way um even though it's you know self-imposed and i feel like autonomous value whereas in chewing gum tracy's uh views of virginity and sexuality don't have a ton of value judgment on them it just is like oh i am a virgin and i don't want to be anymore and i like can't stop thinking about sex so now i'm going to explore all these things and after she does and you have other people other characters in the show like her best friend um candice and then 
Candice's sisters. I didn't realize they were her sisters until I was reading something. Oh, me either. Yeah, those two white women who have some kids. Those are her sisters, like her half-sisters. Oh, my They're... God. Sorry, my phone is ringing. No, it's fine. Um, okay, so there's other women in the show who have different, who have had sex or who have children, um, who have children without necessarily having partners, or at least the partners aren't present. And again, like, no value statements are ever placed on those people and their life choices around their sexuality. So I thought that was really cool. Like, Tracy's super innocent, but not in a way that is um, trying to preserve her innocence, more in a way that she just hasn't explored any of this. And so the way she does is very funny and and um, very naive, but she's still in charge of exploring it. Totally. Well, the other piece of that, too, is just how deeply funny she is as an actress and how yeah. like expressive she is and how um, she engages like intonation and physical comedy in a way that is so funny. Okay, the other thing about this that's not super related to that is that only when I went back and watched it again did I think to put the subtitles on and I caught so much more of the plot because Ooh. turns out I can't understand her accent at all or any of yeah. those really well she talks so fast too so in a british fast. accent that we're not used to hearing right when yeah. i hear british accents typically it's like the queen's english mm-hmm. and because you watch all of their like equivalent of c-span i know i know that's what you do i do that's you just true. watch parliamentary meetings constantly. yeah have you met me this is a main facet of my personality. <laughs> you should try to, uh, like, nonchalantly put that into your hiring essay, too. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the I'm, Queen's I'm English. I'm very familiar. I know about grammar and horses. Yes. <laughs> That's all the things I know about England is grammar and horses. <laughs> End of <Good>. list. <laughs> yep. Great. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I think if I rewatch it, I'll put the subtitles on too. Yeah. She is so funny. And her relationship with Colin, so after she breaks up with stupid Ronald, she starts seeing this guy Colin, is great for a number of reasons. Colin is not a virgin, but he is totally, like, they never even have to have a conversation where he's like, oh, we can take things slow if we want to. Although he might say that at some point. He does say like, hey, get out of your head. Like, we don't need to do anything you don't want to do at one point. And um, he's just, like, along for the ride in a lot of ways, which really fits Colin's character, too. He's not, like, is his name Colin? Am I getting yeah. that right? Okay, good. No, 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 you're wrong. It's Connor. 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 Connor, right. Sorry. Damn it. Okay, so Connor. See, okay, this is they're how, both, like, negligible like vaguely Irish white boy names. You're fine. Yes. So Connor is not a very um, self-actualized human. He, like, lives with his mom and doesn't have a job and writes poetry. So here's things I like about Connor. He, like I said, is along for the ride as Tracy is, like, exploring sexuality with him, and he in no way dictates or pressures or anything. And on the flip side, they do not make him into a hero for not pressuring her. It's just, like, that he's having a fun time with her. It's just, like, normal human behavior. It's not like oh, look at this man not pressuring this virgin. Um, So yeah, I love that about Connor. And then the other thing I love about Connor is he is, (laughs) I was going to say 100% not again. Um, He is not at all a savior. And I feel like if it were to follow those tropes, she -hmm. would have left her bad relationship with Ronald and found like this perfect guy who is potentially like a savior rescuing her from her bad relationship. Connor, like, sucks in a lot of ways, and he's a man-child, and, uh, spoilers, they end up breaking up, um, but they're still, like, buds. We'll see what happens in season two. Oh, I kind of interpreted them as getting, like, back together a little bit at the end, but I'm not sure, yeah, I don't know either. Whatever it is, it's not like they have a very secure relationship, and they're, like, the series ends with them both being kicked out of their houses and walking away with their possessions in garbage bags, um, in their underpants. Yep. So everything's really left out. But it's also like a very cheery ending. That's another yeah, thing I want to talk it's about. It's really but I, hopeful. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> I feel like I have like a lot of ideas. Yeah, well, I want to hear all of them because I feel like you have a lot more than I do. But the thing I wanted to say about Connor specifically and about his like going along for the ride, that's the main facet of his personality, right? Like you said that a couple yes. times. that like that's how he is in sex. That's how he is in his life in general. And 
I think it again, like, there's something about this show where there's no value judgment on anybody. Again, it's just Tracy inviting you into her life and being like, look at all these fucking weirdos. Like, yeah, this is, definitely. This is nuts, but nobody is any better or worse than anybody else. Which I is agree. really, really cool. And I think that um, there's the opportunity for there to be a lot of class narrative here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that she engages with that. And I think that's really – I think it works well that she is just like, this is just how things are. Like, yeah, I'm not going to – you're not – you're not – brought in to like gawk or pity or judge you're just brought in to like ask the same number of questions that she's asking which is all of the questions yeah all of them all the fucking well, time and in an interview with her I watched an interview with her on YouTube and she was talking about she was actually walking around her old estate um with the woman who was interviewing her and the woman brought up how the choices that they made in how the the estate looked and how all the people looked in chewing gum is, like, very colorful, like, lots of primary colors, really, like, positive, and everybody's kind of friends and friendly with each other, lots of, like, diverse people. So she was talking about how she didn't, like, people talk about, like, gun violence and things like that, and that just wasn't her experience growing up, like... They lived in a neighborhood. People would rely on their neighbors and go over and ask for, like, sugar and cream. And everybody kind of knew each other. And even as they were walking through, and she doesn't live there anymore, she, like, saw people that she knew and said hello to them. So she said she really wanted to portray it as just, like, a place, a happy place, a hopeful place where they, like, live and have neighbors instead of all these other narratives that people put on class-based structures like public housing or subsidized housing. Exactly. Woo. Yeah, it's kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. didn't have all these ideas until we talked about it. I'm, now I'm like, oh my gosh, my head. It's, well, that's, I think that's the way it's presented, right? Like, that's, that's the whole point, is that it's not asking you to do a lot of analysis or think about big weighty things. It's just groundbreaking in its very presence, which is the best kind of groundbreaking to be, in my personal opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you even pull that off? I I just really love the show. I think it's and I think it's so funny. Like it's just so funny. The the episode where um Boy Tracy comes for Oh my god. <laughs> Boy Tracy. I was live texting you while I was I watching the Boy Tracy because episode. Because I saw your mood change halfway through one text message. You were like, I, I love Boy Tracy. Oh no, I don't. And it was literally just one yeah. text, which was so funny. Um but like that episode, having Connor and Ronald and Boy Tracy and Cynthia and their mom, like all in this room and everything kind of imploding all at once, and all of these really intense like character study personalities that are happening, right? Because each of these personalities is a caricature in yeah. like a really significant way. Like Ronald is such a caricature of like this posh gay dude and super religious closeted gay man like he's a very much a caricature of that the same way that connor is a caricature of like directionless man child Mm -hmm. and boy tracy is i don't even know what the fuck boy tracy is but having all of them in a disappointment that's what boy (laughs) tracy is i mean yeah that's that's true but like at one point she just looks around the room and they're all like, having their own separate crises, and, God, it was just so funny. It was very funny episode. Yeah, so you're allowing me to segue now into the parts that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I would love to And there are only, like, real, a couple key parts. Mm-hmm. Actually, Boy Tracy's storyline didn't make me uncomfortable. I was just trying to think about that. Um, it just disappointed me because he enters the yeah. episode as, like, this amazingly fun character who is so similar to Tracy, and they're having so much fun together. They're cousins. Um, and they're having so much fun together. Although, if you need me to tell you they're cousins, listeners, uh, please stop listening because you're ruining it for yourself. Yeah, uh, it's really, don't listen to this until you've watched it because the spoilers are, it's, it's not worth it. We're not as funny as this show. Go <laughs> no, watch that. No, we're not. <laughs> so, he was a disappointment because then he's like, I'm in love with you, Tracy, or something like that. He wants something to bone like her. That. I don't yeah. even know if they're in love. He just wants to bone her. And I think he wants them to grow real together, strong. which, oh, I've never seen anybody come on that strong. Right. 
Wait, what did you say? Because I was talking at the same time as you. Oh, sorry. Um, he says at one point, like, we, I want to, us to grow old together, which oh, yeah, still may right. not be love, but there's definitely, like, a relationship that he wants there. It's not just sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, in hindsight, I don't think that episode made me uncomfortable as much as it made me disappointed. The only real thing that made me very uncomfortable was that Cynthia's using um, Tracy's computer to watch porn, and she's even more innocent than Tracy and, like, more concerned about um, maintaining her virginity and being a good Christian. And she's watching porn, and she goes into, like, a live chat with this dude who then is, like, telling her he's going to hang himself and then does hang himself, but it turned out it was, like, autoerotica. But he keeps saying, like, don't, you can't close this computer because I'm going to kill myself. It was just really deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I, so... Did you rewatch it? I did rewatch it. I went back because I, when you told me about it, I had fallen asleep during that episode, as is tradition uh, Mm -hmm. in my culture, is falling asleep (laughs) in front of the TV. Uh, It's something that we do often. Mm -hmm. And I, um, so I went back and watched it, and I remembered, like, little snippets of it from, like, turning over and being like what's happening on the tv and then not paying attention um but I hadn't really put it together that that's what was happening and it was that for all of the stuff that happens in this show that felt like a little bit of a line to me um partly because I'm like sensitive about suicide stuff and that makes me like that made me really uncomfortable that that line was being played with yeah but I also don't think it's my place or my job to make that judgment call. No. At the end of the day, for me, it just felt, it actually felt like a little bit, it felt, not a little bit, it felt like rapey, like a coercive mm. sexual experience. Because at the end of the day, he doesn't end up, he's not killing himself. He's not actually yeah. asking for help. He's having his version of a sexual experience and forcing Cynthia to watch it. Right. Right. And they never unpack it, which is fine. Chewing gum does not unpack anything. And I think that's part of what they're doing is, like you said, just like a snapshot in Tracy's life. Um, So, again, you're right. Like, I don't – I do not think it takes away from the show. It was just like, this is an experience. We're not going to unpack anything. Uh, But I was watching it late at night, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, increasingly distressed by it. So – yeah, that makes sense. It's it's definitely a distressing scene, and if any of that stuff that we've mentioned is a trigger for you or upsetting for you, maybe that episode four is one to skip. Yeah, or at least the end of it. Just cut out halfway through. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's lots of other fun stuff in that one in particular. Yes. Yeah, but overall, I love this show. Yeah. Now I've come full circle on it, because before when we were talking about doing it, I was like, Ah, oh, some of it makes me uncomfortable, but I like it, and now I'm like, I love it. It was, it's so funny. I was laughing out loud, which I don't do when I'm by myself, so that's high praise, probably. I can't help but keep comparing it to Jane the Virgin, and how mm. it portrays somebody who is a virgin and then, like, exploring sexuality at the same time. That's so interesting that you made that connection, because I really, really did not until you said something. Yeah, I would never have made that connection. They're super different styles, so it's not like I'm comparing them, but it did make me think about... It did make me think about the differences in how they are showing sexuality and putting value on different choices. Absolutely, and I think in, in both cases, they're doing what they're doing very deliberately. It's just like a completely different take. Yes, yeah. And I, I, I actually think Jane the Virgin's wonderful in how it talks about sexuality, because it always makes it the characters, the characters always in ownership of it. Right. Even though Jane's desire to be a virgin started from her grandma talking to her about virginity, it like developed into part of her identity and something that she cared about, even though she knew she could make different choices. So it's always in that person's ownership, no matter what the choice is. So I think both are very powerful in, in different ways. Totally. And I like, I like the idea of having diverse representations of sexuality not like, not just in like an LGBTQ way, but diverse representations of what sexuality means as 
a set of values and a set of experiences to any given person because that is so different for all of us. Like each of us have our own experiences with sexuality and each of us have our own value that we'll assign to virginity or not virginity depending on what our upbringing was like. And it's really nice to just have that refreshed in my brain that like everybody has a different experience and that's okay because – I never get that message and then I always end up feeling like I'm a fool so yeah and like the point of being pro-choice and now I'm I'm expanding the definition of pro-choice in this moment from simply talking about reproductive choices with abortion to just being pro-choice about like our reproductive health totally the the point of being pro-choice is that you can still choose you know to remain a virgin until you're with somebody dedicated either through marriage or a long-term relationship and you can still choose to have one night stands that are healthy one night stands and you can still choose to have an abortion or you can still choose to not have an abortion as long right. as the point you is get that you're safe choose. in any of those things yes whatever choice you make you have safe options and a fallback plan exactly birth control is important Whoa. for everybody in there stuff genitals genitals um Great. do we feel like we're done with chewing gum any last thoughts about it? i feel like i'm done with chewing gum i think everybody should watch it i'm excited to see what season two brings me too i like i think it could go in a lot of different directions and i'm hopeful and nervous yeah. nice after our conversation i'm more excited to watch season two i was like Great. before we talked about it i was i was really like i don't know oh makes me a little uncomfortable but I think it's great, and so well, I'm excited about season two. That discomfort is, like, you're allowed to be uncomfortable, and, like, that doesn't mean that you don't – you don't have to dislike it because you're uncomfortable. Like, enjoying a show and understanding that discomfort and where it comes from don't have to be mutually exclusive. Girl, preach. You're totally right. All about – I'm all about testing those boundaries, challenging yourself. Yeah. Whatever, man. Check out chewing gum. Sit, just sit through the sit through the discomfort. Except, don't sit through that one scene if you don't want to, because totally respect that. I, so, here's the caveat to that: is that to anyone who's listening, sit through chewing gum. Go watch it, unless you are the person who has my Netflix password. Please stop using my Netflix so I can watch Netflix. Oh, you don't know who has your Netflix password? No. A third person Helen keeps watching my Netflix which means Helen, I, I can't love watch you. Netflix I love you very much is it you no okay I'm just gonna tell you a simple solution to this problem is it change my Netflix password yes that's true it'll take 25 seconds here's here's the 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 issue that we're gonna run into mm, no okay. I got it I got it Mm. Okay. Mm. Go ahead. I got to present you with the, the issue. Yeah. Uh, my parents are beautiful and sparkling humans. My mother um, does not understand how to use anything that was invented after the year 1990. Uh-huh. And so changing the Netflix password will result in several hours of me on the phone with her helping her change the Netflix password on all of her devices because she will want to watch one movie in July. Okay, when is the next time you're going home? Because it can't be after July. I know that that is a lie. It might be. It might be because I'm not going home for Easter. They're coming here. And I'm not going home after graduation. I'm not planning on it. Mm. I mean, I will probably be home at some point before July. But... Fine, this, fine. I'm going to stop solving my your problem. password is going to be a time investment and a time investment that I'm not ready to do. Also, Monica lives close to your home. You guys could work this out together. We could. Um, we could work this out together. But I also, the person who has my Netflix password is watching Black Mirror right now. And it's kind of fun for me to like, they just got through Jane the Virgin. And then now they're watching Black Mirror. I'm just curious. Like, it's interesting. Why don't you put a, a post out on Facebook and say, hey, if you have my Netflix password, can you just get in touch? I'd like <laughs> to know who you, you are hit me up? so we can talk about I honestly schedules. don't even – exactly. I don't even care except that occasionally when I'm really sad and I want to be watching TV so that I can't 
think about my problems anymore. I go to turn on Netflix and it's like, too many people are using your account. Somebody's watching Black Mirror on an iPad. Who's watching Black Who Mirror on an iPad? I bet you logged in on somebody's. I bet they even have their own Netflix account. and you, They probably don't even like realize that they're yours. online. Yeah. yeah. That's almost definitely what happened. Oh, man. Well, let's wrap this up, and then we can work on that mystery at another time. <laughs> we can solve it. Can Did you ever listen it. to Mystery Show? Yes. Can you remind what it is? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Starly, Starly Kine. Kine. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just had a hard time finding it in my head at, when you brought it up. That's totally fine. I miss that show deeply. And this is the mystery that I would like her to solve. I know. Well, did you see? So she like posted on Twitter about it, about how she kind of like got fired from Gimlet. And oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Apparently there was some drama with it. Oh, Starly. I know. I feel sad. Me too. I like her. I love her so deeply. All right. Let's do what we, we missed. missed. Yes. Would you like to go first, my angel? I will, yes. I don't have much to say about it because I'm purposely, like, blackout, blackouting my life. And Fantastic. I am actually very surprised that it is we don't have the same thing. I'm really surprised. Um, I so might, I can't wait to hear when you your say thoughts it, on it. I might weep because I forgot about it. So hit me. Uh, the thing I miss is S-Town. Yeah, I can't believe that's not what you missed, too. I'm a literal idiot because I thought about this yesterday. I was like, the thing I miss is going to be S-Town. And then I got, I went to update the agenda, the outline today, and I was like, what was it that I was going to miss? Well, I'll just put a thing that I think about sometimes. I yeah. can't believe it. I am a stone-cold dummy. S-Town is a new podcast created by Serial and This American Life, and I am generally up on the podcast hip things going down. Like when Serial was first going on, I was so on Serial and I feel very out of the loop. And people are posting on Facebook about this John fellow who I don't even know anything about, but apparently is a character. Apparently it's a really funky, weird podcast and I can't wait to listen to it in 2018 when everybody's not talking about it anymore. Yeah, when it doesn't matter anymore. And if <sighs> I'll, like, I'll say to somebody, I'll be like, oh my God, S-Town. They'll be like, where were you in... March, Helen, or April, whatever month it is. It's gonna God hurt. damn it. I, I yeah. Know. We'll have to listen to it together so that we can talk to each other about it. That's a really great idea, actually. January 1, we'll start episode 1 of S-Town. And January great. 2, we'll, we'll listen to the last episode because we'll both listen to it in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the case. We will get through it so friggin' fast. I can't wait. But what did you miss, um, Helen, other than S-Town? So I mean, obviously, S-Town. So the thing that I miss is also a podcast. Um, it's called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's out wow. on uh, Maximum Fun Podcast Network. It's starring um, Justin McElroy and his two brothers, whose names I always forget. I know Justin Griffin McElroy, McElroy from and the Travis Sawbones McElroy. Podcast. Yes, Griffin and Travis. You friggin' nailed it. Congratulations. So, um... I listen to Sawbones, which is Justin's podcast with his wife, Sydney, um, where they do a marital tour of misguided medicine, and it's hilarious, and I love it so much. And um, I never, I've never listened to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, but I have started seeing a lot more about it on the internet recently, and oh. they're getting their own CISO show, which I saw a trailer They for. have their own CISO show, and I have oh serious FOMO about that, too. I have major – it looks like so much fun freaking fun they are so funny and it is breaking my heart that I can't get on board this bandwagon they also like totally became accidental best friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda and I am so jealous and hope one day that our life will take the same trajectory oh god oh I god know. damn it I spent an mm -hmm. hour last night reading Karen Kilgariff's Twitter she's one of the hosts of my favorite murder and I love her mm -hmm. so deeply. And I just have so many podcast people that I want to be friends with. And real talk, my long-term goal with this is for us to just be best friends with podcast people. Cool? Cool. That's all I want. Yeah. When I think about, like, do you want to be famous comedian, Krista? And I'm like, well, my highest level of fame would be to be featured on the podcast, like, Comedy Bang Bang or Improper yeah. Humans or... <laughs> Or any, like, improv character podcast. And then I'd be like, that's it. I've done it. That's all, that's all I need. That's all I want. I don't want, like, I'm not trying to peak so high that then people are like, 
why did Helen tweet that thing in 2017 about nope. how she has to, like, reshape her eyebrows? It's weird that she, like, had that thought before she was famous. No, I don't want people digging into my personal life. I just want enough fame that I can hang out with people who are indeed famous. And I won't even say a word, I promise. No. I will just sit and stare at you while you talk. I'll make the coffee. I don't even care. Is that creepy? That's creepy. What I said is creepy. So probably no one wants to be my friend if I'm going to be like that. Yeah, but I want to be your friend, and once I'm their friend, I'll bring you along. Okay. And I'll make just a few, like, thoughtful, well-timed jokes as opposed to um, being silent. That sounds good, too. I, I would hope that thoughtful, well-timed jokes are part of the deal, but I also understand that maybe that's not accessible when you're having so many feelings about, like, being in the same room as the McElroys or whatever the fuck. Well, that might be fine with, but if I ever met Barack Obama, famous comedian Barack Obama, I would not be able to say <laughs> anything. I would he just is cry. hilarious. He is very What if he funny. had his own podcast? Oh, what a dream. <gasps> we should pitch it to him. We'll we be should. like, we'll produce it. We don't know how to balance our sound levels yet, but we will learn it for you, Barack. Once we get there... What if we just turn the mental dam into Barack Obama talking? <laughs> he can Stop. literally just have this podcast. He can have our domain Stop. name. He can have our SoundCloud account. Stop. It can just be Barack Obama. That you heard amazing. it here first. It's Well, I guess you heard it here first because it's coming here. Everyone. That would be the most fringe, like, if, if next week's epi- episode was just Barack Obama talking. Like, if we figured out how to get him. And it was like a sneaky thing where we did our, you know, we did our shout outs and then the spotlight was all Barack Obama talking about like a woman created thing about women. Just Barack, not even us. No, it would just be, Barack. We have like, what, like 10 listeners? It would be the <laughs> most take. like fringe thing happening. It would just be so, what's the word I'm looking for? Bananas. Off the I radar. Think. I think bananas is the word you're looking for. It would be oh, on nobody's radar. radar at all. It would be so weird and it cool. It would be so weird and hilarious. I'm going to write Barack an email. Dear Barack, can you please pick a book or movie or TV show written by women about women, not the ones that we already did, and just send us like 15 minutes of your thoughts about why it's good. Yeah, it's quick. Oh, my God. Why don't what you write I... him the email and I'll practice my Barack Obama impression in the event that it doesn't work out. <sighs> Fine. I'm just trying to come up with contingency plans. Okay, okay, okay. We can't All have right. our cake and eat it too in every scenario. It just won't work. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. It does. Next week we're not making any promises, but it might, you might get to hear Barack Obama talking about why he loves um, Jane Eyre, written by Charlotte Bronte. We're not making any promises, but we're also saying that it's a possibility and so you should tune in just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Download also, it. FYI, we're not going to put it in the episode description. So you would literally have to listen to like 20 minutes in to find out. So just keep an eye on that. That is really how I would do it, though. If, if yeah. this ends up working out. If this ends up working <laughs> out. Which is, I'm like, feeling which like there's a chance it might. <laughs> That's how I would do it. I wouldn't tell anyone. And then all of a sudden, like, it would be really slow. It'd be like, people would hear it and be like, what the fuck? And then they'd share it. And then all of a sudden, we'd have, like, 8 million downloads. Whoa! And then we would have a sponsor, such Barack as... Barack Obama. <laughs> Our sponsor this week is Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Our dream, dream human. The former president of the United States. And the best also president of the United States. A current water ski champion, according to paparazzi photos on the internet. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, I'm going to end this podcast so I can get to work on my email. That's amazing. <sighs> okay. I'm excited. Maybe I should email Michelle too, like just in case. And Sasha and Malia. Just like come I at it from all angles. Say. I think that. And Joe Biden. <laughs> well, I've. <laughs> Joe Biden would 100% come on the podcast. Joe Biden would be here tomorrow. Like, what can I do to be helpful? Oh, my God. Don't even say that. You're getting my hopes up. I'm not lying. I'm just telling it like it is. Are you eating your clay? Sometimes I want to feel like what it feels like on my teeth. 
because you know how when you go yeah. to the dentist and you get those impressions? I love that feeling. Oh, see, that freaks me out because I have a very sensitive gag reflex. And that's the end. <laughs> Please come back next week to maybe or maybe not hear either Barack, Michelle, Sasha, Malia, or Joe Biden yeah. uh, be on our podcast and talk about something. Whatever they want, really. You know, Whatever they, they can, want. They it can break the rules. It doesn't even have to fit into the mental dam. I no. don't care. Yeah, just like a couple words would be great. Yeah. Um, and we love you. And uh, Helen, where can they find us? They can find us at mentaldam.com. That's M-E-N-T-A-L-D-A-M.com. Or on Twitter at mental underscore dam. We're also on Facebook what? at mentaldam. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, you can also email us at hello at mentaldam.com. Although I cannot currently access our email because I have forgotten the password. So we may have a lot of email. Well, that's that's a change for I know. us. That's I know, exciting. I tried. You know, keeping things, keeping that, keeping the mystery alive is a really important part of any relationship and the relationship like, between us and our listeners. It's like Schrodinger's cat. Like, as long as we don't open the email, we could either have emails or not have emails. Yeah. Both realities are equally true. And you know what? I like that idea of having both realities better than the reality where we know we don't have any emails. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Great. So you can email us there, but no guarantees that we'll ever respond. Right. Um, we are also our uh, sound. We're a, we're a podcast, uh, in case you weren't aware. <laughs> we are a podcast. <laughs> we are a podcast. That's why you can't see our faces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can, but they're still and photoshopped. So... Um, they're so, not like actually photoshopped. Just like no, there's like a that's filter. what we really look like. They just have a yeah filter and okay. the words across our face. Yeah, so like we don't have words across our face, like right now in real life, IRL. <laughs> IRL. IRL. I walk around with a black bar across my mouth that says "All Damn" because All damn. that's the side of the picture that I'm on. Um, so we're also available on SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts wherever iTunes. podcasts are sold itunes um I think subscribe that's write subscribe. a review please write a review God the damn. review can even be like emojis with heart eyes a bunch of times and you that's great it could even be a bad review that's fine oh, yeah, i don't care true. i want to hear I, all I about care. it krista cares so be gentle but not too gentle because i can take it don't be gentle with mental damn that's jazz cool. hands